All right, y'all. Welcome back to the head with Double D. Thank you for joining me. Oh, wrong thing. <laughs> Double D. Almost <laughs> oh, got the the fun around the hedge music going there. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you for joining us again. We are still doing our divisional previews. Um, we've already done a couple, um, and we are now doing the AFC South today. So we'll be doing the Texans, the Colts, the Jags, and the Titans, picking over-unders for their total wins and picking a division winner at the end. Um, I feel like we've mentioned it a couple times when we're doing uh, some of the other divisions earlier. This is probably one of the weaker divisions, maybe the weakest. Hard to say for sure. You know, Definitely one of the weaker ones. Um, Andrew and I were talking about it earlier. It's crazy how many young quarterbacks they've got. Um if Will Levis plays this year, they'd have three quarterbacks from this draft playing, which would be seems crazy. Um, and then obviously Trevor Lawrence is still pretty young for the Jags. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I don't even think he's twenty five years old yet. So, so yeah, he's still very, yeah, still very young, very good. He definitely, I remember, yeah, he definitely came out as soon as he could because he was a top top pick in college, even like after his freshman year. So, um. This is Andrew, by the way. Thank you for joining me, Andrew. Andrew is a big Titans Happy to be here. Fan. Yeah, man, I'm glad you're here. Um, big Titans fan, so he's going to help us out with the Titans and the whole division in general. Tony, thank you again for joining me, as always. Of course, of course. Um, all right, well, let's get started. So, AFC South. Um, as always, we'll talk about the uh, schedule. So, the AFC South, they will all play the entire AFC North which will be tough. And then they will play the NFC South, which kind of makes some of those games easier. Um, when we talked about the NFC South last time, that was kind of one of the things that made us pick over on some of the teams. Cause I was like, well, they get to play the AFC South. So maybe that is a couple wins there, but it could go the other way. It could be the AFC South picks up a couple wins against a weak NFC South. So you never know. Um, we will start with the Texans. Uh, the Texans finished last in the division with a three thirteen and one record. Um, they were pretty bad, obviously, very bad. Um, they had the second pick, um, and with that fourth place finish, you would think that would give them a much easier schedule because they get to play the other fourth place teams and the other divisions. But uh, the other fourth place teams were the Broncos and they play at the Jets, who I we I think we all think are going to be a lot better this year than last year. Um, obviously, the Jets with picking up Aaron Rodgers, but the Broncos, I think we all think Russell Wilson is going to play better with Sean Payton there. Um, so that's something we can kind of talk about as we go. But so that doesn't make the schedule very easy for them. They also play the Cardinals, which should be an easier game, but they're both going to be better. Yeah. But you never know. the Cardinals. Think... Go ahead, Andrew. I think the Jets finished what seven and nine last year, so I wouldn't even say they're a bad team. There's been a really yeah. tough division, so I think yeah, yeah they, they got the work cut out for them for sure. Yeah, yeah, the Jets. Yeah, I I, I remember when we were doing that division, it seemed like the Jets were bad because everyone always talks about how bad the Jets are, blah blah blah. But then you're like, oh wow, they won seven games, um, and they had like mm -hmm. one of the quarterbacks. You know, <laughs> now they've got Rodgers, so that seems like a pretty good turnaround for them. Yeah. Um, their so Texans total over under is six and a half games. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think you're going to get much lower than six and a half or maybe five and a half for a lot of these teams. No one's going to be picking like three and a half, four and a half in general, I'd imagine. But six and a half is going to be one of the lowest ones. Um, 
like I said, they added CJ Stroud. So he's going to be, it's kind of going to be all about is CJ Stroud good. If he plays really well, they're going to win games. If he struggles, they're going to lose games most likely. Um, they also added Will Anderson. I think they had the second and the third pick in that draft, which is really strange. But um, they added Will Anderson to for an edge rusher from Alabama. Um, they also added Dalton Schultz as a tight end in free agency, which I think will help. He's a pretty solid tight end. Um, they added Robert Woods. He's like their number one receiver now, which as Titans fans know, <laughs> maybe not that great. <laughs> um, He's definitely not meant to be a number one. So. <laughs> Uh, and they added Jimmy Ward for the and Sheldon Rankins to help the defense. So um, I'll go ahead and start with the Texans. Um, it seems like their strength is their offensive line. It seems like they've got a pretty good offensive line. They added another guy, Shaq Mason, to start a guard. But it's again, it's all going to be about is CJ Stroud good. Um, but not just, I don't know. It's going to be hard to see if he is good too, because I think their weakness is their receivers, in my opinion. They've got a terrible receiving corpse. Dalton Schultz is a good tight end, so maybe that will help a lot. But I don't have a lot of faith in the Texans here, honestly. Um, and like we've already said, I think their schedule is going to be kind of tough with the Broncos and the Jets, and then the whole AFC North is going to be tough. Um, I don't see them winning seven games. Um, I think I think they're going to be the under. Um, I think, again, they could be a, one of the worst teams again this year. They just don't have – they, they might have a good quarterback and it, like a couple of good guys on defense, but I don't think they have enough as a complete team to really win a bunch of these games. So I think they're going to go under. Um, I think it's going to be like five or six wins again for them this season. Um, Tony, I will go to you next. What are your thoughts on the Texans? Man, the Texans this year, I'm going to have to agree with you and go with the under. Um, I just think it's one of the worst rosters in the NFL. You know, I know they don't have the hardest schedule playing against the NFC South and whatnot, but the AFC North is not the best division, but, you know, it's going to be tight. You know, all four of those teams are going to be competitive with each other, and I think they're all solid teams. They may not be the best uh, Bengals up there, but, um, yeah, the Texans, I just don't think they have the firepower. You know, a lot of it, like you said, depends on C.J. Stroud. I know he's kind of a bigger quarterback, 6'3". I know he's going to try to put the team on his back a lot. But at the end of the day, he's a rookie in the NFL. So I don't really see them winning seven games. You know, I bet they'll flirt with it. It's maybe six or five, six, seven. I think they're going to be in that range. But I think next April they're going to be picking top five in the draft again. So uh, give me the under on the Texans. All right. Under for Tony. All right, Andrew, are you going to give us three unders for the Texans? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go with the under as well. Um, I mean, obviously, CJ Stroud could be good, but he is a rookie. Rookies typically always struggle first year in the NFL, sometimes even that second year. It's usually the third year when you start to see the swing happen for those younger quarterbacks. I think they do have a good offensive line. Receiving corps is awful. They do have a decent running back in Damian Pierce. I mean, he kind of showed out last year. I expect him to have another good year. So I think they're going to kind of try to power that offense through the run game more so than CJ Stroud and try to limit his exposure. Um, and also they got that new head coach, D'Amico Rhines, which he was an absolute animal when he was on the field. So I think yeah. the defense is going to drive that team. If the defense plays well, I could see them potentially getting to six games, but I think they still hit the under six and a six and a half. I don't see them winning seven full games. Um, I think they'll be at about a six win total. Um, and the defense and D'Amico Ryan's probably being the, the biggest factor for, you know, 
for them winning. If Will Anderson has a massive year, I think that helps him out a lot. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be a big part of that. All right, y'all, so we are all uh, going under. That means under the hedge. All right. <laughs> all right, so everyone's going under on the Texans. Um, let's move to the Colts. Um, I also think the Colts are going to be bad this year, but part of me is like, well, they the Texans and the Colts are going to play each other twice. Someone's got to win those games, so you're going to get wins in there somewhere, but are they going to split them? You know, is someone going to – that could be where one of these teams goes over if they can win both of those games. But the Colts finished third in the division, so they, sh again, should have a little bit easier schedule, but um, their extra three games will be the Raiders – the Patriots and the Rams. Um, the Rams might be better this year than they were. They should be with all the injuries. Um, Can't be much worse. Ooh. Exactly. Yeah, they, they got to be better, basically, mm -hmm. um, unless they all get injured again. But uh, the Patriots, you know, I don't know. They're they're not bad for being a – I mean, the AFC East is just good. And then the Raiders, I don't know. The Raiders might be bad. Um, uh, the Colts, their big question, that kind of – I guess they have two big things. Um. So they added Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew. So they added two quarterbacks. Um, their best case scenario would be Anthony Richardson plays really well. We don't see Gardner Minshew, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't even know if he's, I don't, I don't know. I don't trust Anthony Richardson. I know. I think a lot of us, we've already said that a couple of times on the podcast. I mean, the, the, the YouTube show, we'll turn it into a podcast eventually y'all if you're listening. So, um, but the other big question is Jonathan Taylor um he's one of the better running backs he's had this whole weird thing with jim irsay where basically irsay just like doesn't like him it sounds like and doesn't want to pay him and i don't know doesn't want to trade him and now they're saying he's hurt and he's saying he's not hurt so that's always not a good start for your star player on the season um also their defense had been really good over the last couple of years but they lost um they lost gilmore at corner cornerback and they lost bobby Okariki, I'm not exactly sure how to say that. Okareki. Um, and he was one of their best linebackers. So that's not going to help, obviously. Um, and before the whole Jonathan Taylor stuff happened, I had written down that their strength is the run game, which we'll see if that is their strength anymore. Um, and they've got Michael Pittman Jr. as a solid receiver, at least. Um, their over-under is set at six and a half also. Like the Texans. Seems yeah. high. Yeah. Okay, so Andrew thinks it seems high. Um, and I don't know. I'm torn on this. Um, but uh, we'll let Tony start, um, and then we'll go to you, Andrew. Tony, six and a half, over or under? <clears throat> um, I'm going to agree with Andrew on this one. I think that's set pretty high. Uh, I'm going to go with the under on the Colts. Um, kind of like what we just said about C.J. Stroud, rookie quarterback struggling their first year, especially without an awesome offense around him. Uh, especially if Jonathan Taylor doesn't play for them, uh, he's going to have his work cut out for him. Um, I do think Richardson, like as a fantasy option, could be pretty decent just because uh, with his running, I think, I mean, it's going to be kind of like Justin Fields last year where he may not do much throwing the ball, but he could run for 100 yards and score two touchdowns on running alone. So, um, but as a team, like you said, their defense has gotten progressively worse from that great defense they had a few years ago. Um, and just Michael Pittman Jr., like, sure, he's a solid receiver. If he's your best receiver, though, you don't have that great of a wide receiver for Um, So I think just lack of weapons and honestly just drama within the um, uh, franchise, I just don't see them being good for a, probably a while, honestly. So 
Give me the under on them. Uh, I think they'll finish last in the division. Them and the Texans are going to be fighting for that number four spot. So give me the under on Indianapolis. All right. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, uh, yeah, I already, already tipped my hand here. Um, but I, I'm going to go with the under. Uh, I think that they may win the least amount of games in the NFL this year. This might be a little Titans biased. Um towards the Colts, but I mean, they've had five different starting quarterbacks in five seasons. They got a rookie head coach this year with a potential rookie quarterback starting a um, lot of drama internally. And I think even their, I think their wide receiver core is hand in hand, maybe just as bad as the Texans. Um, they don't have a lot of star power on that side and their defense has not really done anything to necessarily improve this off season. Um, yeah, I, I think maybe they win four games. Uh, I think they'll be well under the six and a half mark, um, in my opinion. All right, another under there. Um, all right, guys, I might do this two sweeps in a row. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, hmm. I think they're going to go under two just to go ahead and jump out on that. I agree. Six and a half seems high. I mean, they're, just, they're not going to have an easy schedule. If you look at the schedule, I don't see any sort of like – I don't know if they're going to be favored until like the last two weeks of the season maybe, unless they've lost every game obviously. But like – Yeah. I mean, seriously, the ja – I mean, at the Texans, they probably won't be favored since it's at Houston. Obviously, the Jags, the Ravens, the Rams, Titans. Like, I don't know where they're going to – they're going to have to obviously pick up an, a surprise win here and there, but I just don't see it happening more than three or four times. Um with all the turmoil in the team right now, yeah, I think it's I think they're definitely going to be kind of almost like a tanking year in a sense. Um, especially if they do decide to trade Jonathan Taylor, get some picks, redo for next year, and get some more guys around Anthony Richardson. Um, so I'm gonna go with y'all two under, which means we get another uh... under the hedge. All right. <laughs> <laughs> And real quick, Dawson, to piggyback off what you said, um, if they want to trade Jonathan Taylor and go that route, just with the way the running backs are in the NFL right now, I don't know if they'd even get a whole lot for him. I know he had a huge year just one season ago, or I guess two seasons ago, but, man, people are teams are drafting rookie running backs in the fourth, fifth, sixth rounds, and they're the starter. Like, look at Kansas City. They don't have a star running back. They have Pacheco, and he's doing fine. So, um, I just have a hard time seeing it with the way running backs are getting treated right now that they'd be able to even get maybe even a first-round pick for them. So um, I, I think it's tough times ahead in Indianapolis, to say the least. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think the way that it was handled between Ursay and the media and everything adds any power in his hands. I think franchises are going to look at that and be like, well, he's not playing for the Colts either way, so if we lowball them, you know, exactly. there's a chance yeah. that they're willing to accept it because it's either that or – I guess put him on the uh, uh, unable to perform list without paying him. And if you do that, I think then he never suits back up for the Colts again. No, so no chance. Get, yeah, tough, tough, tough uh, position they, they are in there. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens, though. And it's a lot of that's on your say. He didn't have to tell the media this stuff. Like, you keep yeah. it at the house. Like, if I'm a free agent, I don't want to go there next year. Um, no. See, mm -hmm. like, Jonathan Taylor wants, I don't know, it was like 16 million or 17 a year. And instead, Irsay is like, no, instead, I'm going to move this whale across the country for 17 million. 
Yeah, <laughs> uh, I saw that. I mean, they got a history, though. They ran off Peyton Manning, uh, Andrew Luck. They forced him to come back early time and time again. He retired at such an early age. I think players see the trend of how that organization kind of treats their star players, and I think they're going to have a tough time the next couple of years talking to anybody into playing for them unless they actually hand them the, a bag. You know, it'll be tough. Yeah. All right, guys, it's about to cut us off here. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk Jackson Titans. All right, y'all, welcome back to The Hedge with Double D. Thank you for sticking with us. The Hedge with Double D. Um, <laughs> I know. This is for Andrew's from here in the Sounders. Aren't they great? Yeah, I love the soundboard. Fantastic. Uh, um, so, yeah. So, we're going to skip into the Titans and then the Jags. I'm going to keep my rotational order here. So, Andrew's going to go first, and I want him to start on the Titans for us. As you can see, he's got his alternative Derrick Henry jersey repping it right there for us. Obviously a big fan. Um, <clears throat> the Titans. Let's see here. Um, yeah. Okay. Titans. <clears throat> only They only have one uh, one more game over under than the Colts and the Texans, which surprises me. Their over under is seven and a half. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people are not believing in the Titans this year for sure. Um, they had a terrible end of the season. Um. Uh, okay, Colin's not going to join. Yeah, okay. Bad into the season. <clears throat> um, they lost a couple players. They did get a couple good additions though. <clears throat> um, they added the lineman from Northwestern, Skoronsky. Yep. And obviously they got DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins. Um, a lot mm -hmm. of jokes being made. The Titans always get the old receivers, and they come there to finish their season terribly. Um, but I don't know. I still believe in D Hop. I think he's really good. Um, to me, it seems like their strength is going to be their running game, obviously with Henry and then their defensive line has always been pretty good, even though it seems like it's a bunch of guys that people don't really know about, but they, they get eight, nine sacks, you know, seven, eight, nine sacks a season. Um, um, Simmons and Autry seem to kind of be leading it, but, um, oh yeah, schedule wise, um, they finished second in the division, even though they lost a bunch of games at the end. So their schedule is going to be a little tougher in terms of their extra games. They play the Chargers at Miami and the Seahawks. <clears throat> so those are going to be three good games um, and tough games. Um, but, Andrew, I'm going to let you take it from there. Um, what are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? What else do we need to know about the Titans? And do you think they'll go over seven and a half or not? Um, I'll touch on the, I guess, the over under sort of towards the end. I mean, I think the Titans kind of have a – history of being overlooked by the national media. They're a smaller, smaller franchise in terms of, you know, uh, market, market size. Um, and that kind of plays into their hands sometimes because they do get overlooked. Um, but I think that obviously in terms of weaknesses, their O-line is still a big question mark. Um, I mean, they just cut a guy that was going to project it, that was projected to be a starter two weeks ago because he couldn't stop getting into fights at camp. Brable's got a pretty no-nonsense policy on that kind of stuff. So cut him. He made three million guaranteed to practice for like four weeks, you know. So that guy's nice. living the good life. Working but smarter, obviously. not harder, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so obviously, all that being said, you know, they they made a, a signing, I think just two days ago. Uh, his name is I think it's Kevin Murray. He's played maybe 30 total NFL games, 21 starts. I haven't really looked into him too too much, but you know. The biggest question mark is still going to be the O-line. Obviously, that powers the whole thing, the passing game, the running game. Um, so 
that's got to come together if they want to have a good season. Uh, I think their wide receiver, their wide receiving core is still a pretty big question mark outside of D-Hop. You know, Traylon Burks, is he going to take the step that people think he's going to take? Um, they need him to kind of play big um, in that secondary role. And then everybody below him is, you know, a real question mark. There's no, no clue he's going to be the number three guy. He's going to be the number four guy. Um, they signed Chris Moore from the Texans. He had 600 yards last year. So it's thought that it may be him or Kyle Phillips. Um, Kyle Phillips can stay healthy. He's just small, the 5'10", 190 pounds. You know, his body's not necessarily built for the NFL. So he's got to pack on some muscle. And then I think uh, the, the third biggest weakness is their secondary. Um, it's been a weakness of theirs for the last three or four seasons, honestly. I think they were last in the league two, year, two or three years ago um, from a – yards per reception standpoint um so with all that being said there have been some major key additions i think a lot of i think the biggest key addition that people are overlooking is sean murphy bunting from the tampa bay buccaneers he won the super bowl two years ago um he's going to be a big addition if he plays well paired with fulton and you still got kevin byard roman roman in this roman that safety position i think They'll have a, a solid uh, year from a defensive standpoint. They signed Arden Key from the Jags. He had six sacks last year for the Jaguars. I think he'll be in a spot to maybe get eight or nine this year, paired with Harold Landry coming back from the ACL. Jeffrey Simmons is obviously still there, still going to be dominant. Um, I think our defense will power this team. Um, and obviously on the offensive side, you've signed DeAndre Hopkins, so that allows you to spread the field a little bit more. Um, and now there's not as many question marks about like where does Tannehill go with the ball. You know, they'll have – that A.J. Brown type receiver to where, you know, if he wants to just throw it deep, you can throw it deep. And usually DeAndre Hopkins will come down with it. But that all rides on DeAndre staying healthy, right, which has been a big question mark for him the last two seasons. Um, so a lot of it's going to come down to health. I have a lot of faith in Mike Rabel, though. I think as long as Rabel is there, the Titans have a chance to win just about any game that they play. Um, I think they hit the over. Seven and a half just seems really low. Um, I mean, we played the, the Texans and the Colts four times, you know, combined this year. Um, and then we played the Falcons, the Bucks, and the Panthers. I don't see us winning less than seven. I think we sneak out nine, and I honestly think it will come down to another Week 17 matchup against Jacksonville for the division as it has the last two seasons. Um yeah, I, I'm gonna go the over. I think they'll I think they'll get nine wins um at least this season. They'll be playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars in week seventeen for that AFC South playoff spot, which you know may just be kind of a a uh a charity playoff spot, depending on how the AFC South kind of pans <laughs> out, you know. It all come down to how Ryan Tannehill plays. This could be his last season in uh with the Titans, if he struggles to begin the year, I think they'll turn that turn the keys over to Will Levis pretty early on, at least get him some experience if it seems like we don't have a shot at the playoffs. So it all comes down to Rod Tannehill that o and that O line and it's gonna that's still just big question marks. Okay. That was I was gonna ask you if you think we see Levis this year, but you answered that. So well I guess uh, if you see I think there's a chance. Yeah. Are you, are you thinking if they do see Levis, that means the season's not going well? Yes. I mean, if you look at uh, the first six games, they play the Saints, the Chargers, the Browns, the Bengals, the Colts, and the Ravens. Between the Saints, the Chargers, the Browns, the Bengals, and the Ravens, I mean, those games are going to be toss-ups. If we 
lose a majority of those games, the season's already going to be kind of uh, in jeopardy at that point. You know, you lose one more between the Steelers, Buccaneers, and Jags, and I think, you know, the season's over before you get into November, and you'll probably see Will Levis from November till the end of December if that if that's how it pans out. Okay. That'd be interesting. Um, so you think they're done with Malik Willis? I, I just think he's too big of a project. Um, I mean, I've, I've heard he's made good improvements in camp, but he's still, even in camp, very slow to release the ball. You know, his um, his drawback time, he's still taking three, four seconds of time to get rid of the ball. And in an NFL game in a live environment, that's just, you know, much slower than you need to be successful out there. He's still too reliant on his athleticism. I think that, I think he'll hold on to a roster spot this year. Um, but I think, you know, whoever they decide to step in for Tannehill, if he does struggle, will obviously kind of show who they're going to go with for the future. I think it's tough not to go with Will Levis in that, in that position being he comes from a pro style offense. He's just as big and just as fast as Malik Willis and his fundamentals are, are a little bit better already at this point in time. So Malik's got a, a tough hill to climb. I think if anything, you trade Malik, uh, away for, you know, whatever you can get for him, um, because right now I think he still brings some value versus if you bring him back out there and he struggles again. I think yeah. they'll use the preseason as maybe trade bait from Malik Willis. And if they do so, you know, I wouldn't be disappointed in that. Yeah, yeah interesting. Okay. Oh, hey, um, All right. Um, all right. So, yeah. Uh, no, we didn't hear Just a sec, guys. Let me pause this real quick. We got a cat in the cat in the house. All right, sorry about that, y'all. A little uh, cat issue, but we're all good. They're all back inside. No worries. Um, all right, talking Titans still. Andrew took the over with the Titans. Um, man, the offensive line that you're saying, that scares me how bad the offensive line is. But um, with Rabel, mm -hmm. I agree with you. Um, they're going to be okay, at least with Rabel. That defense is going to be good. Um, I still think Tannehill is pretty good. Um, and maybe, and I, and I believe in DeAndre Hopkins and Derrick Henry. I think they've got enough pieces to win enough games in this relatively kind of weak schedule that they've got. Um, yeah. Like you said, at the beginning of the schedule, they could go like, zero and four to start it off. They could go three and one. You never know with the Titans. They're weird. Um, but I think once you get into the middle of it, you know, they got the Falcons, the Bucks and the Steelers. And then they got the Panthers and the Colts and the Texans twice at the end. I think that toward the middle and the end, the season or the schedule gets a little bit easier. I mean, I think the seven and a half is pretty accurate. I think they're going to win seven or eight games, basically. Um, I think they're going to win eight, though. I'm going to push them on the over because I think they are going to kind of beat up on the Texans and the Colts, um, which is half of those wins right there. And they'll sneak one or two in that they shouldn't win. So I'm going to also say yeah. the over. I think they're going to win exactly eight games. Um maybe even go like eight, eight and one with one of those weird ties going on. Um, but yeah, that's my. Yeah, I forgot to uh, mention also the DeAndre Hopkins and, you know, Tim Kelly took over at OC and he was the OC for Houston. Uh, you know, DeAndre's last season there. He's got, he's got a, that kind of comfortability there. So I think that, that would help him out a lot too. That's something I forgot to mention. We'll, we'll yeah. see what happens there with Tim Kelly taking over. I think Tim Kelly performs like he should and Ryan and Ryan Tannehill does what he should for probably, I mean, we could be looking at the Titans of 2020 when they were able to sneak into an AFC championship somehow, but it all comes down to Ryan Tannehill being able to, you know, 
perform week in and week out as well. So we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, if uh, Burks does not work out, that A.J. Brown for the first-round pick is going to go down as, like, one of the worst trades ever. Because, my yeah. God, if they saw A.J. Brown, they'd be so much better. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but uh, Can you imagine A.J. Oh, Brown on one side and D-Hop on the other? Oh, uh, no. That'd like, you, any, us three could be the quarterback on that team. It'd be pretty damn good. So. <laughs> All right, Tony, why don't you take it away? What are you thinking over-under-wise? So, I'm going to start off by apologizing to Andrew. I am a, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm a Titan hater. Um, okay. Not like they ever did anything to me. They're just – I want to like them so bad because they're the closest thing I have to a home team. But they're just always so boring to watch. Like, I just – I wish I could get more into the Titans games. And I think Ryan Tannehill is one of the reasons why I haven't gotten into them recently, even though they've had some decent te- – or good teams. I don't want to say decent and disrespecting. Uh, they've had some good teams. I uh, really like Derrick Henry. Um, I think Traylon Burks, He's. I think he's going to take a leap this year. I think he's going to be an awesome receiver in this league, uh, the Arkansas product. Uh, he's. I think he's fun to watch. Uh, and I've always liked D-Hop. You know, I've heard some jokes recently about the Tennessee where wide receivers go to die. You know, <laughs> I don't think this is going to be a Randy Moss, a Julio Jones, Andre Johnson situation. I think D-Hop has still got plenty in the tank. And I think, mm-hmm. um, like you said, reconnecting with his old OC there, I think he is going to see the ball early and often every single game. Uh, they're going to feed that man. So um, I will say with their schedule being the way it is, I know it's going to be a tough start, but I think if they can get a win or two in those first four or five games, I think they'll be fine. I think like I'm going to bet on them to get the over. Um, I think they're going to challenge the Jags for the division. Um I do think the Jags are probably a little bit better overall, but I think the Titans, with you, like you said, with Vrabel, you know, they're never going to be out of any game. Um, so I like the Titans um, coaching staff and their defense is going to be decent as always. And um, I kind of want to see Will Levis take the reins. Uh, I like his big arm. I like his athleticism. Um, honestly, I just want to see Levis throw it up in the air and let D-Hop come down with it. I think that could uh, revive my uh, – my feelings for the Titans. And like I said, the only pro NFL game I've ever been to has been in Nashville. Um, the stadium is beautiful. You know, I like going just, they got to up it. They got to up it a little bit for me. So uh, I think this could be a good bounce back year after their bad year uh, in the year last year. And uh, give me the over on the Titans. Like I said, they're going to be fighting for a wild card spot and even the division. So and that seven and a half just seems too low, especially with the schedule. Yeah. Uh, like you said, four games or uh, Colts, Colts, Texans, Texans. That's four and zero right there. So, give me the Titans on the over this year. All right. My goodness, guys. Yeah, we... I think. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm saying we're perfectly matched up. Is that what you're about to say? Yeah. I think we've all been. Yeah, we're so I don't think I disagree on anything. It makes great for radio. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I think if the Titans come out of those four, first four games split two and two, that's a big win. I mean, the Titans were streaky yeah. last year. I think they started one and one and three or something like that, and then they rattled off five in a row, and then they went on to go like two and seven the rest of the season. Yeah, so it'll yeah. be, it'll probably be the same kind of story. But if they can split those first two games, they get a good chance to, to hit this over. If they lose all four of those games, then this over would probably be in jeopardy. But We'll see what happens. It all comes down to those four. I think the first four games are going to be pretty telling to how the whole season is going to play for those Titans. Um, yeah, I can see that. Um, so, again, yeah, all right. That's another time we all agreed. Um, so that gives us another sounder. 
over the hedge. <laughs> Kelsey helping us out with that one. <laughs> Kelsey. Yeah. It's all either me or Kelsey. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes. Uh, all right. All over on the Titans. Interesting. All right. Um, maybe that's really good. Maybe that's really bad um, that we agree. But uh, we'll see. Let's move on to the yeah. Jets. Um, okay. All right. The Jaguars. They won the division last year. Um, they, I don't know. It seems like when you look at their record, it seems like it's like, oh, I thought they were better than nine and eight. Interesting. Um, just because, and a lot of that's just because you're like, oh, Trevor Lawrence is good. Um, you know, a lot mm -hmm. of times you think good quarterback, good team. Um, their offseason, they didn't do a whole lot. Um, they didn't really add much. They didn't lose a whole lot. Um, they basically just like kept a lot of their pieces, um, just kind of running it back. Technically, they didn't really add Calvin Ridley. He just didn't play last year because of the suspension, but he is going to be playing this year. You can consider that an addition. Um, and I think that's going to mm -hmm. help them a lot. Um, I think they've got a pretty good receiving core between him and Zay Jones. And um, Christian Kirk. Kirk. You're in that tight end. Yeah, and Kirk. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. And tight end. yeah, they've got a good, some good skill positions. Um, ETN at running back. And they've got a pretty solid offensive line. Um, obviously, their main strength is going to be Trevor Lawrence. He seems like he's going to be a really good quarterback for years to come. Um, so, I mean, obviously, okay. One thing with them, though, their schedule is tough. Um, mm -hmm. They're yep. going to play Kansas City, Buffalo, and the 49ers. So, that's going to get a lot harder. Um, <laughs> 3 right there. Ooh. That might be. Um, but you never know. They, um, they, they're all home games, though. So, they all are coming to – well, I think one of them is actually a London game, which is like Jacksonville's home away from home. Yeah, that's a Jags home game right there. Exactly. I think they play in London twice this year, two weeks in a row. Yeah, I think they've played the most. Out of yeah, they play every year. That, let's see. I think – I see two 9.30 a.m. games. So that's got to be two London games, Falcons and Bills. Um so they get to stay in London for the game against the Bills. Maybe that helps being in there a whole week. I'd imagine they wouldn't come home and go back. Um, yeah. But um, let's see here. That's I mean, so that's so their main addition is Calvin Ridley. Um, otherwise they're kind of running it back with the same team. They had a pretty good team last year. They had um that crazy comeback win. Um, against the Chargers in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were down twenty-seven. To seven at halftime, yeah. I think. Yeah, Maybe. so, I mean, you can't count on comeback wins like that a lot. But I think that's a, a confidence boost, confidence booster. It just kind of helps those younger guys build on the club. Um, I think they're going to be a little bit better this year than they were last year. Um, I think they're going to – obviously, they're going to get those four wins against the Texans and the Colts. <laughs> um I think they're either going to either going to win one or two against the Titans. Maybe they split. Um, and I think they're going to wipe out the NFC South. I think they're going to get to ten wins this year, maybe eleven. Um, so I think they're going to get over. Um, and we'll get into the uh, the division winners after we do all this. But um, obviously, if I'm saying I think they're going to get ten or eleven, and Titans get eight, they're going to be my division winner also. But um, I'll go ahead and just start and say I think they're going to get over. Um, I think there's going to be some really good games there with Kansas City, Buffalo, and the Niners. Um, Tony, what are your thoughts on the Jags? Man, um, I like the Jags. I think they're going to be a good team this year. I'm definitely going to take the over on their win total. 
Um, the addition of Calvin Ridley, you know, we didn't see him last year, so a lot of people forget about him, but he's a damn good receiver. Uh, Christian Kirk had a good year last year. Zay Jones, like you said, you guys still got uh, Evan Ingram at tight end. Um, they got a lot of weapons. And then ETN as a running back. Um, man, I think Trevor Lawrence takes a, another uh, leap this year. I think he could arguably be in the MVP conversation, depending on how the Jags uh, do this year. Um, and I know they got those three tough out-of-conference games, but two at home, one in London, which is also home pretty much. Who knows? Uh, they could definitely surprise some people. Um, so give me the over on the Jags. I think they're going to be a really fun team to watch this year. Nice. Good yeah. old sunshine at quarterback. <laughs> remember, remember the Titans. I love it. I love it. Um, maybe the best movie soundtrack out there. Yeah, We'll get to that later. Oh, man, hard to beat. I know. Um, all right. Uh, Andrew. The Titans fan. Um, high on the Jags? Yeah, t- Titans fan. I'm not. I'm going to try to remove my bias from the conversation. Um, <laughs> I mean, I got a lot of faith in Doug Peterson. I think he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. Yeah. Um, I think he's obviously turned around Trevor Lawrence. Trevor, if Urban Meyer was still there, I think Trevor Lawrence would be playing for a different franchise at this point in time. Um, yeah. I think the addition of Calvin Ridley, everything we've seen from like the training camp videos to from his footwork to his route running. I mean, obviously that's going to be a big addition for that offense. And that offense was already, you know, pretty smooth last year. There weren't a lot of hiccups that they faced. They were able to put up points with the best of them. Um, I think their defense is going to be their biggest weakness this year, just like it was last year. Um, I think you said they didn't, they kept most of the players, but they did lose some players like, like Arden Key to the Tennessee Titans who did contribute pretty heavily to their pass rush. And um, I think they're going to fill that this year on the defensive side of the ball. Um, They do play the chiefs, the bills, uh, I'm not too worried about the 49ers, but, you know, they play the Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Ravens. Um, those are all going to be toss-ups. I think nine. Um, I still think that they I'm, – I'm torn, but I feel like I have to go the under uh, on this one. I think they win nine games exactly. Uh, I think they go run it back at about nine and eight. Um, I think Titans will have a pretty similar record, and I think the division – is going to come down to that January 17th game in Nashville at Nissan Stadium. And um, we'll see how that kind of plays out. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going under here at, at nine wins for the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. Um, we'll see what happens. All right. Interesting. All right. So we got – we finally disagree on something as a whole. <laughs> All right. Good. I mean, no sounder. Sorry, guys. All right. <laughs> Get two overs and an under. Um all right, time to that now means we have our picks on our divisional winners. I think me and Tony are pretty obvious, so we'll go first. Um, Tony, I'm taking the Jags. You taking the Jags? I'm going to take the Jags, but I think, like I said, I think the Titans can definitely uh, challenge them for that spot. I don't think they're going to run away with it. So yeah. uh, Tennessee is my clear number two in Jacksonville. They got, they got work cut out for them, but I'm going to pick them to win the division. All right. All right, so the Jags are at minus 155 to win the division. Um, I think we've said it before, but that's one of the highest odds, actually, of any of the division winners, um, division favorites, sorry. The Chiefs and the 49ers are barely favored above that for their division. So um, So the Jags are favored. They have better odds than the Eagles? Yeah, Eagles are only like 130. Wow, okay. Yeah, Yeah. and I think, like we've talked about this, I think that's because the Eagles have the Cowboys and the Giants and the Jags have, you know, 
Titans and no one else. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's just um, disrespecting the small market team again. Giants and Cowboys haven't done anything the last five, six okay. seasons. So I don't know why everyone's so high on, on Dak Prescott. <laughs> um, I don't think he's ever even won a playoff game. You know, Ryan Tannehill has, Ryan Tannehill has more playoff wins than Dak Prescott does. Um, more yeah. AFC championship appearances as well. But I mean, obviously I'm going to, I'm going to go with the uh, Tennessee Titans just based on what we saw last year. I think Jacksonville's ceiling is just as high. I mean, the Titans were one snap away from beating them for the division in week 17 before Josh Dobbs fumbles in the fourth quarter with a minute 30 to give him a go ahead touchdown to give him that playoff spot. So, you know, I think with Mike Rabel, Rand Carthon at the helm, um, I think they're going to be going toe to toe with Jacksonville Jaguars all season long and it will come back down to that week 17 matchup. And the only reason I really give the Titans the leg up there is because it's in Nissan Stadium in Nashville. If they were playing that week 17 matchup in Jacksonville, I'd probably be leaning more towards uh, the Jaguars, but I have to go with, with the hometown team here. And I think division uh, will go to the Titans, but I still think, you know, depending on how the rest of the league shakes out, the Jaguars still be able to sneak a wild card spot in there somehow. All right. Maybe. All right. So Andrew's taking the Titans. They are at plus 350 on DraftKings. So that's definitely good odds there. Yeah. Maybe I should put some money on them. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't love that, but I might do it. um all right guys so again so we got two on the jags one on the titans um i feel like if i bring you on as a fan of the team you got to pick that team to win the division um ej picked the falcons last week as a falcons fan um we'll see where we go from there too but i mean i'm a packers fan we'll see if i pick the packers i don't know Probably. Yeah, I mean, picking the Falcons are just <laughs> delusional at this point, though, if you're picking yeah. them to win the division. Yeah. I feel like the Titans, you know, you, at least you can put it on paper and it can make sense. You can talk yourself into it with the Tennessee Titans. But it all comes down to Ryan Tannehill. If we had Trevor Lawrence, I think it'd be a no-brainer, obviously, that we win oh, yeah. the division. But we'll see. That's how it's going to come down to uh, the future and Will Levis. If he is a miss, the Titans are basically, you know, they're I think they're putting off that rebuild, thinking that Ryan Tannehill's got a few more seasons in him. It doesn't pan out that year. Will Levis is going to get thrown in the fire quickly, and we're going to quickly find out if the Titans have a future here, if they, uh, if it's time to hit that that panic button and start that rebuild up. Um, would it surprise you if we said as bad as we think the Packers are going to be, they're only at plus four hundred, while the Titans are plus three fifty? That no, uh, y'all have. A, there's a good head coach down there in Green Bay. Uh, I think, you know, obviously a lot of question marks around Jordan Love, but I mean, I think he's had enough time. He's been sitting behind a really, really good quarterback for a long time. He's got more time than most quarterbacks get in this league to kind of learn and grow. So I think, I think he'll be, I think he'll have a better season than like, you know, Trey Lance, uh, Trey Lance even gets the the go in, in San Francisco, you know, we'll see what happens there. Very interesting. All right, guys. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Andrew, thank you for joining me. Yes, sir. Luck to the Titans. Tony, as always, thank you. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Um, As always, listen to what we said. Uh, See if you agree with us or not. Bear responsibly. Hedge those picks. We'll see you next time. (laughs) See See ya.